Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So Roland, here we are for yet another episode of CareCast. We are in a we are in the hermetically sealed yeah. recording studio here. Yep. On the premise of our office. Yeah, I think we only had like ten minutes of oxygen in here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just hey, you laughed. You sucked up more yeah, than your right. share. Well, yeah, I was gonna say how much with how much you talked. Yeah, ten minutes is maybe five. So we'll um, have to yeah, we'll have to get through this. Yeah, I know. And if it just goes silent, people will just know. They'll 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 know to come find us. Yeah, but I guess by then it would be too late though. Yeah, but we will be found though. Yeah, yeah, somebody will find us. All right, good. So let's uh, all right, just take a Take a be- deep breath and just try to, yeah, not. There yeah. we go. All right, we're That's ready. Good. So we're ready to talk now. Here we go. So, Ron, this was, yeah, this was another. I feel like when we're, we're doing these CareCast podcasts, we we end up responding to some of the most bizarre stories that we see out there yeah. in the world. So, this one um, is actually a pro-abortion uh, pastor, Reverend yeah, Pro-Choice. Yeah, or Pro-Choice. I'm sorry, Pro-Choice pastor, Reverend Reverend Kaylee McAvoy, who was highlighted in a February article. Um, in the in the Washington Post, mm-hmm. big feature story about her, yep. basically about how there's you know kind of a religious pro-choice movement emerging um, in 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 the country. Not only does does Christianity condone abortion, mm-hmm. but it actually can be a holy uh, decision, right? A holy she, experience. Yeah. So she had an abortion. Yes. And she talks about how she felt holy, right? And more loved, I guess, by God. Yes. Certainly loved by God as a result of her abortion. Right, precisely, and so, um, so she was, you know, here she is, a, a pastor, making the argument. Uh, I, I believe it's the United Church of Christ uh, pastor who was making an argument that, um, well, interestingly, that she she was using a very famous passage of scripture that many pro-life people use to talk about how there's an argument in favor of the pro-life position very clearly laid out in scripture. And that's, you know, Psalm 139, mm-hmm. you know, for I was fearfully and wonderfully made, you knitted me together in my mother's womb, all those great uh, yeah. parts of that of that psalm uh, that pro-life people often point to to say, you know, life begins at conception. Right. We are alive. We are fully human, made in the image of God from the moment of conception, right? And she actually used Psalm 139 to actually make her argument in favor of abortion. Right. And the argument that she makes, and I'll, I'll kind of let you unpack this, is that essentially that God there is not really referring to your physical being, but, yeah. but re- more of it to a kind of a metaphysical reality that God knows your story mm-hmm. and also the story of the mother that's carrying you, and that mm-hmm. these stories are what are known and formed by God, and therefore an abortion is not actually like physically eliminating a life, but I suppose is metaphysically eliminating a story mm. that God knows, and mm. therefore it's okay. Yeah. Again, I'm a little bit confused by how you turn scripture around to make that argument, but that is our argument, that it's metaphysical yeah. and not, not physical. Yeah, yeah. It is confusing mm-hmm. um, that she would kind of take that interpretation from from that passage of scripture particularly when you read through it where it talks about very physical things like even before a word is on my tongue which is a physical thing mm-hmm. the scripture talks that passage talks about rising up and, and and laying down it talks about you know being in a presence if i make my bed you know it, it, it's very much it's it's very much talking about sort of a physical reality 
you know, a physical humanity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of what's 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 right. happening here. Right. And by the way, and this was a psalm of David, who was a physical person. Right. 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 Who was writing a physical thing. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So he was talking about his relationship with God. And he was and he was calling out to God to search me, oh God, and know my heart. Mm-hmm. So the person who wrote this, mm-hmm. right, was mm-hmm. a physical person mm-hmm. talking about a physical and spiritual experience mm-hmm. that he wanted to have with God. Mm-hmm. And so what she's doing is is kind of like stripping. It's like almost like a postmodernist mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. instead of it meaning what it actually means. Mm-hmm. By the writer who wrote it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's saying no. It, it doesn't mean what the writer meant. It means what the reader interprets. Right, right. Which is a postmodern way Absolutely. of kind of look at, yep. postmodern way of looking at the, these mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. So we know this this passage. We know who it was written by, mm-hmm. right? And this person is mm-hmm. talking about very physical things. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. That it's clearly talking about physicalness. Right. He's talking about himself physically right. in the womb. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, made. Right. So he's talking about the actual construction of yes. the of the human being yes. in God's image. Not God kind of knowing your story. Yes. Or your or your or your spirit. In other words, Lord, right. I have a spirit my yeah. spirit and my soul yeah. has lived. Right. Like it's not and God of course knows all those things all those too. Things. Yes. But he also knows that we are physical beings that actually yes. have to be Created, right? You know, in our mother's womb and formed together. Yes. Um, and so my my question to you, my rhetorical question to you, while we were talking about this, was: so if it's if it's just this medical metaphysical thing that she's turned it into, then why does she actually have to go to the abortion clinic Absolutely. to have a physical abortion? Right. So they're obviously. I mean, just by the virtue of her having an abortion, she's acknowledging that there actually is a physical thing yes. that needs to be ended, eliminated, whatever you want, want to call it. Yes. Right? So if it's just metaphysical, if it's just a story that's there in yes. your womb, then you don't need the procedure. You just – I don't know what you do at that point. I guess you just say something and it goes away. I, you know, who knows? Well, right, because right. it's, it's not the story that's growing in her womb. Right, right. Uh, right. So yeah. as the pregnancy progresses right. and the child develops – it's not a story that's developing. It's a physical life. Right. That, that has a story. That has a story. That is known by God. That is known right. by God. Yes. And oh, by the way, here's the thing. The story is not known by you. Right. That's the problem. Right. Yes. That's the problem. That's right? a really good point. Because yep. this, See, God knows the story. Mm-hmm. Right? He knows David. He knows me. He knows you. He knows our story. Mm-hmm. And what an abortion is, is basically usurping mm-hmm. God. Because cause what you're basically saying is, oh, no, God, the story that you know, I know better. Mm-hmm. What? That's the exact same spirit that led Adam and Eve to sin. Mm-hmm. God had a, quote, story for them, a life for them, right? Yep. Eternal life for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And there was a boundary there. In terms of like, do not do this thing. Mm. Yep. Right, basically, yeah. my fruit, my choice. Yeah. Right. 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 And so, yes, God had a story for them. He had mm. a narrative for their life. Yep. Right. That was eternal life. Mm. Right. It, with joy, happiness, all those, the fullness that came that came with that before sin. Mm-hmm. And so, what you're doing when you're bored, you're basically saying is, I, I think I know what story should be written for this child mm-hmm. better than you do. Mm-hmm. And the story that I have written mm-hmm. for this child and for myself and for society, mm-hmm. right, is that this child should not exist. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's basically what you're saying. And so kind of point that we were talking about that if it is metaphysical, you don't metaphysically abort. 
Right, 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 <laughs> you right. Physically abort, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is what this what this passage is is talking about. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a physical mm-hmm, abortion, mm-hmm. right? Is what what you do, and and honestly, you are rejecting a story. You're rejecting a narrative that that this this person who you're aborting is physically and wonderfully made. You're basically saying, ah, eh, not so much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not so much. Mm-hmm. Right. That 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 the story that you've written for this person, this image bearer, is not one that should come into the world. Right. So I'm, and that's basically what sin is. Yeah. Yeah. There is a way that seems right to men. Yeah. Yeah. But then in the end leads to death. Yeah. So in other words, there's a story that men may tell themselves mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. seems like a right one, right. but in the end leads to yeah. death. Right. Yeah. And so, so even if even if you were to argue that the premise of her argument is right. Her conclusion is still wrong. It's still wrong. Because she's basically, so, okay, let's just argue for a moment that we know nothing about science and embryology and none of this stuff, and that the Bible wasn't actually talking about a physical form in the mother's womb. Let's just assume that none of that's true, that it's just some metaphysical story that's unfolding there. Right. Right? You still shouldn't have an abortion if you're following biblical principles. Well, well, let's put it in a physical sense. Imagine that you, Mm -hmm. right, are a writer. Mm Mm-hmm. And you are writing a story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I come into the room and I just shred the story. Mm -hmm. How would you feel about that? You would feel terrible. And and, and probably the biggest part of your argument would be is, look, I didn't read your story Mm -hmm. because I don't know your story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Me coming in and just shredding your story Mm -hmm. is basically saying, I know better than you do. I know that the story that you're creating has no worth. Mm, mm-hmm. And I'm disregarding mm-hmm. this image that you've created. And I'm assuming that there's nothing good that can come from the story that you've written. Mm-hmm. How arrogant. Yeah. How presumptuous. And as the writer who had their story destroyed, yes. you would still be upset even though you know you still have that story in your head. Yes. So it's still metaphysically that story still exists. Absolutely. But the physical destruction of it was still an offense. Absolutely, because that story is not going to impact yeah. culture, society. Right. You yep. see what I'm saying? Yes. The way that it was intended yeah. to. And there's an arrogance for the person who comes in and destroys it. Yeah. So even again, yeah. <laughs> no matter how you slice this, and I, and I do think as we as we end up here is that you know she's coming to the wrong conclusion, mm-hmm. and I and I think that that's true. And the way that you come to the right conclusion of how you should think about this passage is actually going to the conclusion. Of this passage in of Scripture. Psalm 139, right? And, and here's what it says. Yeah. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Mm-hmm. That's what she needs to be. Keep reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there are, there's, if God's searching those thoughts, he'd walk through. I mean, we're not God, but you, you right. can just see from from that perspective that she's in a state of deception mm-hmm. and probably linked in many ways from her not ha- having the healing that she needs from the abortion. So rather than dealing with the healing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what God will do. We know women who go through forgiven and set free, which is a, a Bible study for, for post-abortive women, mm-hmm. right? Who who have this, may have the same perspective that, you know, I, this was the right thing for me to do and this, that, and the other, and then God comes to them and then they realize that, hey, I told myself a story, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That was not a true story. It was a story that was given to me by the evil one to justify a sinful act that I had. Mm -hmm. And what do they do? They ask God to search them and to know their heart, right? To look at their story, right? Right. And and to correct them. And then what? 
to lead them in a way everlasting. And that's mm-hmm. what Forgiven and Set Free, right. the ministry kit that, that CareNet offers for post-awarded mm-hmm. folks, mm-hmm. is all about, yeah. leading you in that yeah. way. Yeah. So that's good. prayers for this, this woman, and yeah, particularly absolutely. given that she... Uh, is a minister. Right, that she's uh, leading a church. That she's leading a church and she's leading people astray and Mm -hmm. leaving them in bondage. Right, absolutely. uh, Rather than helping them become forgiven and set free. Yeah, indeed. And, and, you know, uh, Roland, we've done, you and I have done several uh, different podcasts and you've done some live chats and there's been blog posts as well on our website um, kind of taking on some of the arguments that pro-choice Christians and pastors have made and sort of deconstructing those and looking looking at those in light of Scripture and other things. Um, and so this is unfortunately probably this is not the first and unfortunately probably not the last time we will hear of a Christian trying to make an argument in favor of abortion. But we will try to keep our eyes peeled for that to make sure we sort of look at that in light of Scripture and, and see what what's really going on there. So, yep, amen. All right. Thank you, Roland. Yep. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.